Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's conference championship week in college football. We're headed into the last month of pro football. Basketball and hockey are in full swing, and BetOnline has you covered with all of the props, odds, promos, and parlays during the sports calendar. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is December 1st, 2022, and every December 1st, here on the Take It Easy podcast is our annual Mixies Awards show. I have my best sport coat, suit, tie on. You can't see it because, again, it's a podcast. But we are ready for the Mixies Awards 2022. What are the Mixies Awards? Well, this was a joke that originally began on the Lebitard show back in 2019. And ever since then on this podcast, we have done a Mixies Awards that is a celebration of the middle, the mediocre, the teams that find themselves in the mix. Because look, being the ninth place team, desperately clawing for the last wild card spot, it can be a stressful time. And for these teams who are about to engage in an entire month of checking standings, figuring out play playoff scenarios, looking for Steve Kornacki, telling them what percentage chance they have to make the playoffs, for all of these teams, it's going to be an incredibly stressful and really sad month. And as you're going to hear, some of these teams have been here for four consecutive seasons. Some teams it's been three times in four years. Sometimes it's been three years in a row. But look, it's not perfect. The Mixies are sometimes making fun of teams who have no chance of winning the championship, but also their fans are going to get way too invested in trying to get these last few playoff spots for what may lead to a playoff game where you lose by 30 points like the Eagles did last year, or lose by 35 like the Steelers did last year, or you lose like the Raiders did against the Bengals, where you had literally no chance of beating them at any point except for the last play of the game, which was a miraculous fourth down attempt. So look, the Mixies are difficult. The Mixies are a celebration of you guys because you deserve acknowledgement for the seasons that you've had so far. And we're going to give everyone on this list about two minutes to celebrate their accomplishments because we have 16 different teams who find themselves in the Mixies. Half of the league needs celebration for their season of being in the mix. All right, Let, let's hit that music again. I need that music playing in the background. I need to I need to play this music so that we can celebrate all these teams. 
There we go. We got it. So, our first team here in 2022. I was debating whether or not this team belonged in the Mixies or not because they have the same record as teams who will be too good for the Mixies this year. In fact, a couple of teams that are too good for the Mixies have the same record as this team. But I decided to include them first to acknowledge that this is the cutoff line on the Mixies. This is where you go from being a clear-cut favorite, a team that could make it to a Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run. This is the cutoff line is this team right here. And it's fitting because last year I said they were the sixth best team in the AFC. This year I feel they're the fifth best team in the AFC. Really sixth again because they play in a division where they're going to have to go through the wild card. So we're going to include these guys in the Mixies. And what makes them a Mixies? Uh, th what makes them the powerhouse of the Mixies this year? Well, their defense, I don't really know what it does well. I mean, we were having this conversation with Juju on our YouTube with uh, the Slump Buster YouTube, and uh, we were talking about, like, I don't really know what they do well. Like, they have a good front four, but they don't really stop the run at an elite level. They have the 12th-ranked defense in the NFL, and that's pretty good. And they have an offense that consistently ranks in the top 10. Their quarterback is having, by most measures, a down season, and yet he's still 7th in passer rating in the NFL, and he's also 7th in pro football focus grades right now. So... They're a very good team, and they're getting everyone healthy and moving to the playoff, but they also might have to be the sixth seed in the AFC, and sixth seed in the AFC is firmly what we call the Mixies. So let us welcome our first team of 2022, the Cincinnati Bengals. You guys are firmly entrenched in the mix. For those who are new to the Mixies, I'm going to play this game where you're going to listen to the team I'm talking about and at home play along to see if you can guess who I'm talking about. I'm going to be generally vague, but I'm going to talk in some measures about players and see if you can guess who I'm talking about. That's It's part of the fun of the Mixies for myself. I, I enjoy guessing along to which teams I might be talking about. So our second team in the Mixies, we're going to slide over to the NFC. And this is another team with a record that would put them in a category outside of the Mixies. But one of the things that is most important to talk about is, one, preseason expectations, and two, record in one-score games. And their record in one-score games is 4-1, and one, which means they are an incredibly lucky team to be in the position that they are. And we're starting to see that come back down to earth because they've lost two consecutive football games, including getting beat the F down by the Detroit Lions. They have to play one, two, three, four, five playoff teams the rest of the season. So their chances of making the playoffs seem to be slipping. They seem to be a team that we called BS at the start of the season, and now we're starting to see why that might be the case. But you know what? They have currently the 14th ranked offense in the NFL. They have the worst rushing defense in the NFL, somehow worse than the Los Angeles Chargers who finished 32 last year and 31 this year. This season, the rebuilding. When I said earlier in the year the W's and L's they should be concerned about are Will Levis and not wins and losses. Congratulations to the New York football giants. You are firmly entrenched in the mix. Our next team in the mixies is a true Mixies record. Five and seven. 
five and seven is the perfect record for a team in the mix because you find yourself only a game out of the playoffs usually maybe a game and a half if you win four of your last five games you can reasonably convince yourself you have a chance to make the playoff they have a bye week still coming so that makes it a little bit easier the Mixies are built for teams like this. And what are teams like this? A team with a quarterback who is making bottom dollars as a backup, but is also putting up numbers that are fringe-level starter. You have a fringe-level starting quarterback who's making fringe-level starting quarterback money, an offense, an offense that confounds and confuses me. You've had one major injury to your star receiver, and that's okay, because your offense is built on the running game. And an offense built on the running game with a team that has a really good offense and a really poor defense, I guess we should say mediocre offense and a really poor defense, has a chance to sneak through here. They are currently 10th place in the NFC, and they play in a division where they're only a half game out. So congratulations to Arthur Smith's godforsaken Atlanta Falcons for being firmly, firmly entrenched in the mix. Harry Douglas, Arthur Blank, Dante Fowler, Michael Vick, Devin Hester Hayden, Hurston Caleb McGarry, Tack McKinley, Deion Sanders, Michael Turner, Grady Jarrett, Austin Hooper, Tevin Coleman, Tony Gonzalez. Warwick Dunn, Brent Grimes, Kyle Pitts, Des Turfont, Left Witch, Julio, Mascot Has Creepy Eyes, Darren Holland, KZ, Maddie won an MVP, AJ Terrell, Duron Harmon, Russell Gage, Vic Beasley, we're the Atlanta Falcons, we're always flying and we keep on trying, we're the Atlanta Falcons, we keep blowing leads but we try to fight it. All right, our next team here on the 2022 Mixies, a team that came into the season with, uh, shall we say, minimal expectations, coming off of the shortest tenure of an NFL head coach in my memorable lifetime, consecutive top draft picks, the worst record in the NFL over the last four seasons. You know, there weren't a lot of expectations coming into the season for this team. However, they have scored more points than they have allowed, which is something that can't be said for two of the teams that we have already mentioned here on the Mixies. And despite their record and tough losses in one-score games, they actually might be building towards something. They're a team that I classify as the worst team in the NFL that is actively trying to uh, that is not actively tanking. Uh, I think that the Colts are kind of in a weird group because the Colts fired their coach, but I don't think they're like actively, actively tanking. But at the same time, these two teams have the same record, and this team is uh, not probably going to make the playoff. Their, their probabilities are incredibly low. I don't think their fan base is necessarily primed and ready for a playoff run, but because they have scored 12 more points than they have allowed, which suggests that they have been incredibly unlucky in one-score games, which is true, the quarterback that has the most Kirk Cousins Purgatory Awards this season, and a team that, when faced with a 27-26 deficit, went for two with 12 seconds to play to beat a very, very good Baltimore Ravens team sitting at 
four and seven sneaking through the back door for the first time in four seasons let us welcome the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first time they are in the mix our next team here on the Mixies I believe our fifth team now here on this wonderful Mixies Awards a team with little expectation to start the season. Team that I was rooting for to get Bryce Young so that his career won't be ruined by the Houston Texans. And thanks to an incredible, incredible trade back in March, they might make the playoffs and still end up with Bryce Young. Now they've faltered a little bit as the season has gone along, but they're still sitting at 6-5, and five, the 8th seed right now. They have a chance to get into the playoff, no question. And... They find themselves in a position where they are built for the future because they got a star running back in the second round, a star corner in the third round, a star corner, a very good corner, let's say, someone who Blake Jude had as a number one prospect in Tariq Woolen, or sorry, a first round pick in Tariq Woolen. They got him in the fifth round, and they took an offensive tackle with the ninth pick in the draft. Offensive tackle and corner, very good idea. If you draft an offensive tackle, your running game might get better so that your coach, who based on resume, has a chance to make the Hall of Fame, can just smoke cigarettes and call the do-cool-shit Kenneth Walker plays just like Mel Tucker did in order to get $85 million. So Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, and the Seattle Seahawks at 6-5. and five. They were in the playoffs all the way up until this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get into the playoffs as that 7th seed in the NFC, which I classify as they just had to send someone. Congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks. You guys, despite all odds, with a top five quarterback in Geno Smith, are firmly entrenched in the mix. <sighs> Next up here on the 2022 Mixies, a team that I'm reluctant to discuss because I don't believe in them even a little. Similar to what we talked about with the Jaguars, they have allowed more points than they have scored. They don't have a quarterback. They don't really have a good passing game. They de their defense has won a lot of one-score games this year. Other people seem to like them, but I don't understand it because they have an incredibly objectionable owner who is about to sell the team. Their stadium is a dump, the franchise is poorly run, and... I'm reluctant to even bring them up at all because, like, we're not going to acknowledge a certain team because of their decision-makings as it relates to protecting women and being morally abhorrent. So another morally abhorrent franchise has snuck their way into the mix once again. If Taylor Heineke plays a second playoff game, but Justin Herbert can't get in, that is a damning indictment of the Chargers, who we'll get to later. But this team, with Taylor Heineke and Ron Rivera... At 7-5 and five and in the playoffs and somehow also in last place in their division, the Washington Racial Slurs. They find themselves firmly entrenched in the mix. And they are the most mixy of the teams because they currently have that 7th playoff spot right now. Next up on the Mixies, we go back to the 5-win group. The 5-win group is a guarantee to always find yourself in the mixies. And this year, this five-win team is currently in the playoffs. 
with an offense incapable of scoring more than 20 points in a game, but a defense that on average has allowed 20 points per game on the season. I'm sorry, less than 20 points per game on the season. 11 games, 203 points, doing the quick math in my head there. That is 18.5 points per game this season. So if your offense is incapable of scoring 20 points, a total that they have only achieved twice in the entire season, if your offense is incapable of scoring more than 20 points, as long as your defense doesn't allow 20 points, you'll find yourself at 8-9, and nine, and 8-9 and nine will be good enough to make it to the playoffs in this shit NFC South. So with a quarterback who retired, unretired, got the head coach fired, tried to go to the Miami Dolphins, and ultimately found himself back in Tampa, clearly unhappy, and clearly getting ready to switch teams with his unrestricted free agency this offseason. One foot in, one foot out the door, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first place in the NFC South. Tampa Bay, you are firmly, firmly entrenched in the mix. Our next team here on the Mixies, team that really, really snuck in through the back door to get here to the Mixies, because three weeks ago I was doing a podcast about how their head coach should probably be fired. And this was what he signed up for when he took the job in the first place, was to get a parachute contract after two or three seasons so that they could then hire a better coach once they had talented players. But now with three consecutive victories, an offense that is ranked top 10 in the NFL, and a team that is ranked 30th in team defense and 30th in scoring defense. Nonetheless, with three consecutive victories and a last-second loss on Thanksgiving, the Detroit Lions with Man Campbell find themselves at 4-7 and seven in the same group as the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the worst teams in the NFL who are not actively tanking. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions for finding yourselves, I think for the first time at least since 2019, finding yourself firmly entrenched in the mix. Next up here on the Mixies, we have a 6-5 and five team clawing and scraping their way up to the top. We're about halfway through the Mixies here, and this team feels perfect for this type of category because right now they sit in a dead tie for the seventh playoff spot. They have, similar to Tampa, allowed only 18 points per game this season, despite the fact that all of the players on their defense were cut by either the Dolphins or Giants. It is ridiculous that they have the number two defense in the NFL this season, despite the fact they have no stars on that defense, no players who would qualify for Defensive Player of the Year. Do your job, doesn't fail. But the thing is, this team also hasn't had a top 20 offense since 2018. Four consecutive seasons without a top 20 offense in the sport. And remarkably, they have made it to two playoff games and perhaps will make it to a third this season 
Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Matt Judon, that corner guy whose name I don't know, Jabril Peppers, who somehow is a top 10 corner, or sorry, a top 10 safety according to Pro Football Focus, despite the fact he got cut by the New York Giants. Bill Belichick's New England Patriots at 6-5 and five with a schedule the rest of the way that kind of favors them. They got the Cardinals, the Bills tonight, they got the Raiders, they got the Bengals, they got the Bills again. They could go 3-3, three and three, and 3-3 three and three would get them to 9-8, and eight. and if some tiebreakers break their way, maybe that's the last playoff spot. So congratulations to the New England Patriots for being firmly entrenched in the mix. Our next team here on the Mixies Awards. We're coming down towards the end here, and I haven't gotten through all of the teams in this division yet. Because there's just so many goddamn teams. Four and eight usually does not signify having a chance in the mixies. When you play in a division where that leaves you only one and a half games out of a playoff spot, it means you qualify. This happens every year where one division has every team that makes it to the mixies. So this team fired their head coach. This team gave up on the season. They were sucking for Stroud. They were blowing for Bryce. They were eroding for the Trojan. Shout out Mina Kimes for coming up with that one for Caleb Williams. And somehow, if DJ Moore doesn't throw his helmet, they would be first place in the NFC South. It's kind of stupid. But the Carolina Panthers with Steve Wilkes, according to reports, being... Someone Tepas wants to hire as the long-term coach. Steve Wilkes. I guess Sam Darnold now. P.J. Walker. Who, by the way, if you look at the, their statistics combined, the P.J. Walker game and the Sam Darnold game, if you just take those two games, that's better than any game Derek Carr has played all season. P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold's two magical games have the 4-8 and eight Carolina Panthers for now in the mix. I guess we'll just round out the NFC South here with a team that ruined a star receiver's career, won more games in a four-year span than any team to ever not make the Super Bowl, and that was between 2017 and 2020. Their Hall of Fame coach departed, their Hall of Fame quarterback departed, leaving a makeshift roster that average at best, poor at worst, Sitting at 4-8, and eight, they should be out of the picture, but they also just played the greatest shutout I've ever seen last week. And if they had won that game, which was 13-0, but they had a chance to score 24 points, if they had won that game, they too would be second place in the NFC South, just a half game out of the playoff spot, because we're going to have to send one of these teams, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, and the Saints, we're going to have to send one of these teams same thing with the 7th NFC playoff spot. There's only four, maybe five good teams in the NFC, so it's just like, yeah, we had to send someone for the last spot. Sitting in the mix, we have the New Orleans Saints of Chris Olave, returning Cam Jordan on defense to Mario Davis, Peyton Turner. The New Orleans Saints find themselves with the red rifle of Andy Dalton, firmly, firmly entrenched 
in the mix. We are coming up on the end of the mixies here. We have only three teams remaining who find themselves firmly entrenched in the mix this season. Our next team is probably going to make the playoffs. And this is always a difficult needle to thread when we're doing the Mixies Awards because when a team is very clearly a playoff team, but they probably should be tested harder than some of these teams, like uh, we mentioned the Patriots earlier. I think the Patriots, if they were in this division, would win that division. I think if the Bengals were in that division, they would run away with that division. If the Chargers were in that division, they would run away with it. So this is a team of equal caliber to the Mixies based on performance. So we're going to include them here today. An offense that currently ranks in the top half. A defense that ranks in the top half. They're kind of average at everything. And they have carried that to a 7-4 and four record. They've had a rotating cast of wide receivers. And despite this fact, their quarterback has a top 10 passer rating. Which is incredibly confusing while also recognizing there's only like six good quarterbacks this season in the NFL, and one of them is Geno Smith. We have the Tennessee Titans of Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry, who at one point in the season, I was saying they should start fielding trade offers on Derrick Henry, and they should start looking to retool, collect a blue-chip prospect, call it a season. Then the Indianapolis Colts fell apart. And they ended up running off five consecutive victories against the Raiders, two against the Colts, one against the Texans, one against the Commanders. Tennessee Titans turned it around. And they will be the truest of true AFC South teams, which has been always the same for six seasons, which is the fourth playoff team who's going to play at 10 a.m., West Coast time on Saturday on ESPN in the first wildcard game that nobody is going to care about. The Tennessee Titans, you find yourselves once again, despite the fact you're going to win the AFC South for the fifth year in a row, and despite the fact that last year you ended up becoming the first Mixies team to ever get the number one seed in the AFC, a number one seed that you did not deserve the Tennessee Titans, you are firmly, firmly entrenched in the mix. And since you are firmly entrenched in the mix, and because it pains me to say it, that you are firmly entrenched in the mix, let's play the Tennessee Titans, I was loud right about them clip from last year, just so you guys can know exactly what we're talking about when we put the Titans in the mix, despite the fact they're going to win the AFC South pretty easily. Here's why we're putting the Titans in the mix. Number one, this 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 was the easiest one to do, although I love me some Patrick Mahomes and I love me some Aaron Rodgers. This is far and away what I'm rooting for the most on Super Bowl Sunday, which is number one, anyone except the Tennessee Titans. That is my number one Super Bowl matchup. I want anyone to play in the Super Bowl other than the Tennessee Titans. It can be the Chiefs. It can be the Bills. It could be the Cincinnati Bengals even. It'd be weird if it was the Cincinnati Bengals, but let it be anyone other than the team I have said consistently is the sixth best team in the AFC. So my number one Super Bowl matchup is get the bleep out Tennessee Titans. 
I'm just fascinated that the Titans wound up with the number one seed. Uh, that was <laughs> bizarre. I mean, this is the thing that I've said all week, which is I, I know there are tiebreakers, but the tiebreakers are wrong. The tiebreakers were just wrong this year. That the Titans are the one seed over the Chiefs, and the Eagles got in over the Saints. Both of those tiebreakers were just wrong in doing the analysis of who's a better team because i know the chiefs the chiefs could go to tennessee tomorrow and be seven point favorites and well, the fact that they have to play the steelers on wildcard weekend is unfortunate I- you take that away from the titans they are essentially what the Bengals are what the saints are what the chargers are and what the broncos are just by taking away derrick henry and so that is why, even with the easy strength of schedule, the Titans were always going to be in jeopardy because they can be beaten on any given Sunday. And I know that's a cliche, but the Titans can't score points. It's the same way the Steelers are. Where I wish the NFL could have gone to 16-team playoff this year so that the Colts could have played the Titans in the first round, gone into Tennessee, and beaten the Titans. Because the Colts are better than the Titans, The Bengals are better than the Titans. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson are better than the Titans. That team wins because they get that turnover margin, and I get to be proven right in spectacular fashion that the Tennessee Titans are incapable of scoring points. Is that the schedule does not matter. Yes, the Chiefs may have a really difficult strength of schedule, but the Kansas City Chiefs are still really, really good. The Titans may have an easy schedule the rest of the way, But they're also not very good, so they're going to lose some of these games. Because the Tennessee Titans, as we talked about with the Saints comparison earlier, they're about the level of an average NFL team. All right, everybody, we have two teams left here on the 2022 Mixies Awards. And the first team that we are going to celebrate is the team who conquered all of the odds and found themselves sitting pretty at 7-4. and four. A team that somehow missed on two top five quarterbacks in five seasons. And still, thanks to shrewd drafting, maneuvering picks, one big trade to acquire two first-round picks, by giving away the best player your franchise has had in 15 years. They find themselves going from tanking the last two seasons to finding themselves in a gold standard space for the franchise. Because you can get replaceable quarterback play every offseason. We saw the Falcons do it with Marcus Mariota. We saw the 49ers keep Jimmy Garoppolo and get replaceable quarterback play. Teddy Bridgewater is always available. You can find replacement level quarterback play. They have a star on defense who they got with a top five pick who is immediately an absolute beast. They brought in a linebacking core that stacks up with any in the NFL. They drafted an edge rusher in the first round this year. They still have the number three pick from four years ago putting up numbers and his brother happens to play for the team. Their defense is currently ranked number four in all of the NFL according to DVOA. And that just might be good enough to carry the 6-5 and five New York Jets into the playoffs for the first time since 2010. 
the longest playoff drought in the National Football League, and it just might be coming to an end here this season with Mike White now the quarterback of the team. And by the way, I would argue you should keep Zach Wilson as a backup and see what you can do because he's on a relatively cheap contract. But if the locker room hates him, it might be better to just cut your losses and get your draft pick now while his value still has something. So congratulations to the New York Football Jets sitting at 7-4. and four. Currently the seventh seed in the playoffs in the AFC. The New York Jets for the first time since at least 2019. Congratulations, you are firmly in the mix. Congratulations to the New York Football Jets. I am kind of rooting for y'all, but I don't really root for seven seeds in these circumstances. I just want whatever's going to be the most entertaining playoff matchup. And between the Patriots, the Jets, and this final team, I think we've got some good options this year for what that last playoff game could look like because our final team here on the 2022 Mixies led an awesome comeback this weekend. In fact, it was one of my favorite moments of the weekend. And this is despite the fact that I will be six years recovering as being a Chargers fan after this year. But with a terrible rushing defense and a really just terrible defense in general... An offense that has had a rotating door of receivers and offensive linemen. Team has not drafted poorly the last four years, yet many of those players, such as Bosa, Slater, Corey Lindsley signed in free agency, have all suffered season-ending injuries. It has been an incredible run, an incredible, incredible run. And they find themselves sitting at 6-5, and five, had a 7% chance to win last Sunday. And yet charged right back into the, the thick of the wild card race. A wild card race that has been surprisingly difficult to determine in the AFC. Because the teams that we didn't mention here today, there are four of them pretty firmly into the second round of the playoffs. I've said for months that the Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore trio is guaranteed to make up three of the four second round playoff spots. And I feel like Miami is kind of establishing themselves as that fourth team because Miami might get to play the Titans in that first playoff game. All in all, this team is really fighting for a wild card spot for the, I think, third season in a row. I mean, this is their, this is Herbert's third season, but I mean, they last year they were the mixy, mixy, mixy team. It came down to literally the last play of the season to eliminate them from the playoffs and the fun prisoner's dilemma of we can tie and both make the playoffs, but then we tried to call timeout and they thought that they were trying to kill them. So the prisoner's dilemma ended up leading to them missing the playoffs. The San Diego Chargers. And yes, I know they play in Los Angeles. I want to recall the San Diego Chargers, which I'm now a six-year recovering fan from. The same team that has delivered the comeback against Mahomes that just made me laugh. And look, I saved this team for last for this reason and this reason in particular. Not just that they are 6-5. and five, Not just that they are one game out of the last playoff spot. The Chargers are going to embody the Mixies over the next 10 seasons. We've done it four times now, and this is the second year in a row the Chargers have been at the peak of the Mixies. The Chargers fandom is all about living in the mix, not just the Philip Rivers years that I recall, 
not just having a 14-2 and team that lost in their first playoff game, not just being the number one seed who lost to the Jets or the team that made the playoffs in a four-way tiebreaker in 2013 and then beat the Bengals in the wild card. The Chargers are embodied in the mix because they play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. And playing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes is the reason why the Denver Broncos are not going to win a playoff game for 15 years and the Raiders are going to look up and it's going to be 30 years since their last playoff victory. And at the same time, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. The Chargers have a quarterback that would be a Tier 1 quarterback if not for the existence of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Justin Herbert is a Top 5 quarterback in the NFL, and because there are only three elite quarterbacks in the NFL... Justin Herbert remains in a second tier with a franchise that has failed him at most turns. I'm not going to say every turn, but they've failed him at most turns. And the Chargers absolutely are going to be a mixy team every single year because Justin Herbert is so good that they are guaranteed to win seven games every single season. And also, that franchise is not run well enough to ever get to the place where you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid dominating that division for 15 years Again, this is going to be seven consecutive division titles for Kansas City this year. They're going to win eight of the next nine. And the Chargers will get them one year. I will bet you the Chargers are going to get them one of these years. And it's going to be an incredibly validating moment for a team that has now lost three times in a row on the last plays of the game with a lead against Kansas City. It's going to be a lot of mixies from this point forward. And if you're a Chargers fan, I think you should celebrate that because it could be worse. The fact that the Chargers are going to give Kansas City at least a, an irritant in their side is something that didn't exist during the 20 years of the Patriots. And Kansas City is going to have a Patriots-type run through the AFC because they have the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, numbers to back it up in his first 75 games. He's number one in completions, number one in yards, number one in touchdowns, number one in passer rating in NFL history. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback to ever play the game, and the greatest offensive coach in the history of the NFL in Andy Reid. Him or Bill Walsh, and I give Andy Reid the bonus for longevity. And so you have that with what you're competing with, and because the Chargers have Dean Spanos, a cheap-ass, poorly-run organization, they will never get to be what Kansas City is. And that's okay. The fact that they're even in the same ballpark is an incredible success for the Chargers. And so, I know we went a long time here talking about the Chargers, but I just want to firmly establish them, for now and into perpetuity, in the mix.